0: ready. <laughs> I, I don't know where this year went. I am not ready. <laughs> but alhamdulillah. Not not <laughs> thank you both for your amazing speech and your amazing uh, khutbah. I'm sure we're all really happy to hear from you guys today and hear from your wisdom. Um, so we'll have a QA and a now. Uh, again, we are publishing our Q&A, but we want to encourage people to speak freely, speak vulnerably, um, and if there's anything that you do share in this safe space that you don't want shared publicly, just let us know and we can edit your voice out. Um, so who is a brave soul who would like to speak first? Oh,
1: I'm gonna have to pick,
0: oh, there we go. <laughs> All
1: right. As-salamu alaykum, Sister Suhaila. thank As-salamu you very much for your informational, inspirational talk and informational also. I would, to ask a nosy question?
2: No problem. Okay. I don't mind sharing. Okay,
1: you said that your family, they weren't very um, religious when you grew up. Uh-huh. I, I assume they were Muslims, but they just didn't go to Jumma or that sort of thing like that, only the special occasions. Yes. And so now that you're, uh, you're married with your husband, like when you married him, if I'm being too nosy, just tell me I'm being nosy. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind. Was, was he a Muslim also, and was he also spiritual and you were not, or?
2: Yeah. Okay. okay. First of all, I apologize, to everyone, for sitting on the chair and instead of sitting on the floor. I have a ripped meniscus, <laughs> um, and it won't bend. My my knee doesn't work with me very well. Um, but uh, that is right. I wasn't raised um, in a very in a very religious family. They were considered to be religious in the sense that. They prayed and they practiced uh, fasting during the month of Ramadan, and they were both uh, haji and Hajias, But um, uh, to the sense that at my position where now I consider a Muslim family, um, the, you know, it wasn't to that level. Like I, I consider Muslim family um, to be to the sense that they would read Quran to their kids. Um, I read Quran once my my revolution happened from within. Instead of reading a, a a story to them at bedtime, I remember sitting in middle of the, where like a little hallway where all of them could hear me, and I would read the stories from the Holy Quran to them or a few verses to them, and I would translate it to the sense that they would have an understanding of it. So I try to introduce um, who what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying in the Holy Quran, and um, um, you know who our Imams are, and you know. Taking them to Quran classes or initiating that. As far as my husband, when I met him, I was um, sixteen, but I was in my second year of college. I started college very early, and he was eighteen. Um, and um, we went to a concert, um, and um, I wasn't out on a date because I wasn't allowed to go on dates. That that's the standard that my family had, um, but he tricked everyone into inviting me so that I would be in a group that he was going to join to go to a concert. And um, yeah, and um, he was clinging on to me the whole night, you know, like trying to grab the seat that was next to me. And he tells, he told me later that he tried, he asked me a question, he says, do you believe in God? And he was like being sarcastic, he was making fun of it. And I said, yes, I do. And he said, well, what do you do? And I said, I pray. I mean, that was my only bond. And he said to me later that the minute that you said that you pray, I knew I had found the woman of my life. So he came from a religious family, too. But it was more uh, by sunnah, you know, like they, they, they and I find that after I married him and met his family, they, did, they didn't know a lot of things things, the whys of what, what they're doing, what they're, you know, whys of why they're doing what they're doing. So a lot of it by, was by family and um, rituals that was passed down. But, um, uh, but, yeah, he does have a belief, and we tried to implement that when we had our children. Yeah, Of course, my revolution happened way after. I mean, I already had my children, but, you know, we, we tried. We did our best. <laughs> I hope he accepts it.
3: Have a question? Don't take it negatively. No,
4: I won't. But
3: um, in my experience, yeah. um, uh, I think we get closer to God when we are having going through some difficulties. Uh
2: huh.
3: Uh-huh. So is that? some
2: kind of things going on when that day you were going to the jogging uh-huh. i don't take that negatively at all because um, this is an that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has referred to this in many ayahs in the holy quran that's human nature what is a masal da'ana allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when hardship uh, uh, um, is driven to a person, is uh, when hardship reaches a person. Uh, they think of us, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala says, he, they think of us, referring to himself, uh, standing or sitting or in a sleeping position, meaning that he thinks of me all the time. Through fitra, through our nature, we have been made in a way that um, during hardship, you think of your creator, that that's just the way we are. He's referred to this many places in the Holy Quran. Um, What was going on with my life at that time was that um, my husband was very uh, uh, determined that he wants us to live overseas as well as here. He wanted the children to be bicultural. And that was very difficult for me because I never lived in Iran. He he lived there t- since it was um, he didn't move here till he was 16, and my parents moved us out of there when we were just little kids. You know, I lived in Europe and then here. So, going going to a country that I didn't have any family, I didn't know anything. I wasn't i wasn't familiar with any of the customs um a, a, a country that was that had just come out of the war and uh, revolution and and uh, you know where i had to wear hair covering it was all against that american side of me you know um and the fear of i was very um independent here you know i worked Um, at Natural Childbirth Institute, I delivered babies underwater, I was very, you know, I was very me, I I, I, loved who I was, and I didn't want to jeopardize this me by taking it to a new place, so a lot of that, even though, you know, like, even though he gave me the best of life, dunya-wise, you know, like, worldly goods, he gave me a very good life there, too, but I wasn't happy, with all these changes, I wasn't happy to live there part of the year and then move back here and live this life part of the year. So that was going on through my mind. And um, I will be very honest, I wasn't very happy about it. But I was fine, you know. I, I don't know what, I'm sure he calls to us every minute, every second of our life. We don't, we don't hear him. I, my, I, my thing is that when my world is too busy, I don't get pick up all the clues. I don't know why, what happened, that I picked up that clue that day. I don't know why. It was, it was a mercy from him. I, I didn't deserve it. But uh, no, no offense taken. I hope that answered your question. Anyone else? We'd like to encourage those
0: who feel shy to use this as an opportunity to speak up and practice using your voice.
4: As-salamu alaykum, thank alaykum you so alaykum. much um, for contributing, such goodness. Um, you mentioned the four different stages and um, initially when you started talking I, I saw them as very linear and then as you started talking I thought, oh could you be in, diff- in almost like all the stages in different parts of your life and maybe if you could just talk a bit more about that and how that
2: looks. Um, so uh, let me un- see if I can understand the question. You want me to discuss the four um, stages and how it touched me? or
4: So so more around when you first mentioned the four stages, I saw it as a very linear process where you start at stage one and stage four, and, and maybe it is in your opinion. Yeah. Or, or do you think it's also something where in, in some parts of your practice or your faith, you could be in the earlier stage, whereas other parts of your practice, in your, your man. you could be in the later stages. Exactly, um, yeah. And just hearing a bit more about that.
2: Sure. Um, like I said, like Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, it's, um, and you can look it up, it's Surat Yunus, um, and um, it's uh, ayah number 57. He says, Ya So, because I have studied Quran for many, many years now, Um, I understand that um, whenever he refers to his people by uh, Ayyuhannas, he's referring to those people who have not had that Qur'anic uh, discipline yet. They have not had that training from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yet. But yet he's trying to draw their attention to faith and uh, to get them to become believers. So he's trying to fix the foundation. Um, of that person's belief. Um, but towards the end, the ayah says, Hudan <laughs> So the, the transformation, the, the the stages that we go through. In other words, if we want Quran, and the reason I picked this topic is because of us reaching the month of Ramadan, and the biggest gift of Ramadan is that Quran was descended in the holy month of Ramadan. So if I choose to live a life with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I cannot do it without Qur'an. I have to understand Qur'an. Qur'an's mission is to come and discipline me, the better part of me, the noble part of me, my heart, my spirit, which is the most important tools of cognition. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduces three different tools of cognition in the Holy Qur'an, our hearts, our ears, and what we see. Those are the tools. He goes on and on many, many different ayahs. That we gifted you with these three tools so that you can comprehend, so that you can uh, initiate this relationship with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. But these gifts didn't do you any good. Like the people behi- before you it didn't do them any good, It's he talks to some certain people. So what this ayah that we used in, in the speech today is trying to do is trying to draw your attention that if Qur'an comes to your life and if you want to see to make sure that it is influencing you, the very first thing it has to do is it has to... Um, um, it has to bring that knowledge that oh my god maybe I, I this is not the right path maybe you know if quran comes to your life if you're already there and you're you're already a good muslim a good woman alhamdulillah then then it should then you can be in other um, in stages of the impact, like being more self-conscious. You know, like Ramadan is a practice, like Sister said, for us to, it's not a punishment, it's a practice actually for us to develop piety. Because he says in Surah Al-Baqarah um, that I I've, I've want you to fast, just like people be, before you fasted, in hope that you will reach a higher level of faith, which is taqwa, which is piety. So it's being a Muslim, then being a moment, then being a pious person. It's These are all different levels of faith that we have to Allah, and we all stand different grounds. Everyone has their own path to Allah. There's no judgment, there's no, I did this because what did you have in the past that brought you here? You know, a, a person that has comes from a, practicing family a person that has surah yunus or surah yasin memorized at age 5 you know i'll share a story with you they they stand a different ground from me that this is all new to me you know i mean 16 years 15 years i've 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 developed this love in my life uh, the grade that I tell my husband, I've never loved you like this before. <laughs> I've never loved anything like this before, you know, I mean, it's, it's just different. The, the material is different um, when, you know, and the level that I told you, guidance after guidance, I didn't even know their classes about Quran. I mean I did this was't foreign country. It was like you moving to Japan. I mean I didn't know the language. My uh, mile changed to kilometers, my pound changed to kilogram. I didn't I didn't know anything. I wasn't as you know you can't even I couldn't even go to a supermarket and do my shower. I had to go to a bakery, I had to go to a meat store. I, everything was different. So if I didn't have any friends, I didn't have any family, I didn't have anyone. So I was isolated which we discussed before and when you're isolated pressure takes over and you become more aware um, I don't know how I was driven into Quran classes and this all these doors of rahmat opened up to me. And I remember at one of the sessions in Qur'an, because it was a memorization class, I didn't even know how to read Qur'an. Now I'm in a memor- I don't know who put me there. But I would have um, palpitations and I would sweat. And at one day, and it was Ramadan, um, I almost passed out. And all these ladies came and circled me. They were all trying to... Um, you know, uh, blow air on me and like massage my back, and they were all trying to be helpful. And I never forget. In midst of all this, this one lady says, "Sister uh, Khanimarian, you know they call you like uh, lady Aryan, you know they called me by my last name." Um, Try reciting um, Surat al Fat during your uh, night Maghribian prayers. And I look at her. I say, "Who?" Fat. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what part of Quran. I mean, I didn't. These people. I was flying with big birds, and I was a little bird with a little wink called a, fly, you know, a. Bay. Um, it, it was just very difficult, and so they couldn't understand where I come from, and I couldn't understand, you know, that she wanted me to recite a whole surah during during a fat surah, which is in Juz 27. It took me four years to get to that point, you know, to even understand what she meant by fat. So um, it's like we're all at different levels, but the point is to proceed. You cannot stop. I cannot stop now, you know, even though... I'm nowhere to compare, you know, from sister's cookie to a person who doesn't cheat anymore (laughs) on our our fasting day. I love that story. But, you know, from a person that, if my morning prayer was qada, you know, if I delivered the baby the night before and I was up all night, then it was totally fine. You know, like I didn't, I wasn't so conscious of my actions. I hope that answered your question. Uh, Thank
4: you so much. And I just want to add, I'm from the UK and I'm only here for four days. We couldn't tell. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And this has been, I'm in absolute awe, like, mashallah, what you you guys have built in the community. It is incredible. So I will be going back to the UK singing your praises and may Allah increase you all. Alhamdulillah, well welcome. 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 (laughs) Um, That's awesome, I love when people are visiting and they come for
0: a little visit here. (laughs) What a joy Um, to take with you. So I actually have a question for the two of you, um, because I know sometimes when we focus on the difficulty and what to avoid and what not to do, it can get a little daunting. Um, could you each tell us about um, your favorite Ramadan ever and what it looked like? You know, during the day, what was your sort of daily practice that made it so amazing for you, both of you?
5: Oh, okay. Famous, Ramad, famous favorite Ramadan. Yeah, the best Ramadan you ever had. Well, <laughs> you know, there've been a lot, so I don't know if I can. I mean, I've had a lot of Ramadan. Something, you know, whatever. But um, I think the. The pivotal one for me was when I finished Quran in the month, because we all want to read Quran, and that first time I was able to complete the whole Quran during the month of Ramadan was was a big personal uh, challenge for me, and I've tried to continue that. And I, I encourage all of you to read the Quran, even if you go to the Tarawiyah prayers or whatever, read it yourself, um, and because that's that's when your mind is open, you know, especially during this month. So the, the Quran is, is really important. I'm just gonna add another tip. When a sister called me this morning, I told her what I was gonna do, and she says, well, tell them if they're struggling to get a buddy, to get a buddy, because I remember when I was early on in, in, in the faith, um, there were people that we would, we would call each other in the morning for Fajr prayer. And we would call each other in the morning before the fast would, break, would start to say, are you up? Gail, are you up? <laughs> I'm awake. Are you awake? Get up. You know, it was very helpful. So you don't, you know, you're, it's dark and, you know, you feel kind of by yourself. And that's very helpful, too, to have to, to read Quran and get a buddy.
2: Okay. Alhamdulillah, um, just like Sister Yale, Alhamdulillah, I've had many, many um, great Ramadans. I don't know one that wasn't a great one, but maybe the best one that pops in my head right now—the the, the day that um, Ramadan was over uh, and the the Eid al-Fitr, which um, people usually go to prayers and. Um, the day I went to that prayer, that particular year, and someone introduced me to uh, the classes, the Qur'an classes that I attended. And um, I don't know why and how, but um, she had this younger younger girl, maybe, maybe 16, 17 years old, the mosque was packed with people. And I used to go to that mosque on a daily routine. I used to take my little girl, who is now um, 20, but I used to take Layla with me. Um, She was a little girl. She She was too little to pray, but I would leave a little bit of juice and crackers for her so that she could just pick up the idea of going to mosque. As I prayed, she would just sit there. And she was so cute, everybody would always play around with her. And one of those girls reached me on the... Um, on the day of Eid, and she said, um, "I want you to know about this. This is the classes they offer Quran classes, and um, you know, every anyone can participate. And I took I took that then, and, and, and you know, I attended the classes, and I feel like it was the best gift that was ever given to me. It was like an ad, you know, it was a gift given to me an ad, and um, that's where my Quran classes and um, my relationship started um, becoming deeper and deeper by every ayah that I learned from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. every word that He taught me. I felt closer to Him, and I felt more in love with Him. And I felt like my mission of why I'm in this world, and where I came from, and why am I here, and why, where am I, when, and you know, why I'm going back. All those. Uh, all, those, all those paths became cl- cl- more, more and more clear. So
0: how long did it take you to finish memorizing the whole Quran?
2: Well I was very incapable, I want you to know. I was not um, um, because I was not educated back in Iran, I could not read from right to right to left. As soon as I would open up a book, I, I would start from left. And I would start, my eyes were uh, used to reading from left to right. So all this took adjustment, you know, opening up the book from right, starting training your eyes to read from right to left, uh, training your eyes to pick up the movements. All those were foreign to me. So all this was, I started, with the very first class I started, we did one Aya per week which was like maybe a line, a line and a half, let's say if it was a medium ayah. Um, And I would cut the ayah into like three different sections. I would memorize a a section every other day. So by the end of the week, when our class was up and it was my turn to recite, I could put everything all together. So at first it was one ayah at a time per week. And then it got to the point that I was so thirsty. I I felt like, Everywhere I went, everyone I spoke with, I, it, was, it had something to do with Quran. I wanted their experience. The, do you know anything? Do you know where other classes I can take that have, you know, like speed. I was expediting, it was just, it was, I was thirsty and no one could satisfy me. So at the end, it got to the point that every time we went to class, it was three pages per day. Yeah. So all that together, four and a half years, <laughs> from zero to three pages a day, four and a half years. But that not just reciting, everything, knowing what each movement means, knowing what each word means, um, knowing the... Tafsir, or the, um, you know, that, that's behind it. Um, and memorization. So not just memorizing what Allah said, understanding what he's saying in every verse, four and a half years. And I teach now, just for, um, I have an online class that people, uh, alhamdulillah, um, from different parts, you know, Houston, we have Florida, we had this one lady from Switzerland, um, that join us online on Google Hangout, and and uh, I do the same thing that they've given me. I try to give it back to my people now. <laughs> One last follow up question. Sorry, I'm hogging the mic
0: <laughs> because I mean I think it's so inspiring and. Um, you know, a common uh, reason why, and I'm guilty of this too, of why a lot of people don't take the time to memorize or to study the Quran, um, is just saying there's not enough time in the day. So, how did you get past that mental barrier in order um, to to make time for it?
2: I prayed a lot. I asked Allah. Um, th- actually, the, v- the very first minute that that Ayah touched my heart when I w- when I went down to have my jog with shared. Um, after I came home, I realized what had happened. I had no one to speak to because we didn't have any... You know, I thought I'd gone crazy. I didn't know this is a call from Allah. And I kept blaming my husband because he was the one who was telling me, let's go, let's come. Let's go, let's come to Iran and back and forth. So I thought this is too much on me. Three little kids, you know, now now I'm hearing voices. So I'd, honestly, it was very scary. I was very scared. But after everything digested and it was time to move back to to our other home in Iran. Now, I went to the store. There was a stationery store right where we lived, right across. I didn't. I wanted everything to be new. I went to the stationery store. I picked up a notebook and a pen. Everything had to be new. I went. We lived by a park. A park. A park in Yavara next to our home. I went and sat on one of the benches in the park, and I I started writing a letter to my Lord. I told him that if what I felt in that, in whatever I heard. If this was a message from you, because like I told you, the melody was very close to my prayer. I said, if this is from you and you're telling me that I'm dead, then make me, make me come back to life. I wanna live, I have three kids, I wanna live, bring me to life. If this is from you, if this message was from you, give me my life. And after that, everything opened up. I'm telling you, I did not speak one word of Arabic. And it, I had reached the point that at, in class, if the teacher couldn't answer one of the questions, I was volunteering the answers. I, I won the Qur'an competitions from the beginning, I mean, but I was thirsty. So I would wake up, you know, sometimes I would put my alarm on for two minutes. I swear, two minutes, I would put an alarm and I would just sit, sit and sleep. After two minutes, when I, the alarm went off and I woke up, I felt like I was sleeping for 20 minutes. On my way back from class, uh, uh, carpooling with my friend, I remember it was her turn to recite. I was correcting her. I remember many times as she was reciting, I fell asleep like this. <laughs> you know, I mean, many, many, after four years, four, four and a half years, finally when it was over, I never... I remember how good sleeping tasted. We went to a vacation we went to Shiraz and I slept the whole and it just felt so good because I never had the luxury before for, uh, for the uh, years before. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, devotion. I didn't get to see the light of day you know every time if I was I cornered myself in the living room, formal living room towards the wall. I put a table there for myself. My back was towards the house. Um, and I would just took it easy for, but my husband was very supportive. He covered me a lot and he knew how important this is to me. So um, I don't know if I have time, but I wanna share a story with you. Um, one day, besides our regular routine work that we had to do in class, our teacher had asked us to do an extra homework, let's say. And um, the next day when we were going to class, I asked my friends who we were carpooling with, I asked, well, you know, like, how long, the the driver, I asked, how long did it take you to do that homework? She said, oh, about 20 minutes. I asked the, the other person who was sitting in the front, how long did it take you? She said, about 40 minutes. It took me seven hours to do the work that they did in 20 minutes. And this is besides the three pages that I had to memorize. Seven hours, so that night, I didn't say anything, but that night at prayer, I put my head on my sajadah and I said, Ya yeah, yeah, Allahi, if this is what you want from me, I will not cut myself short, I will, I will do it, but give the, my family the patience so they can bear with me. Because, you know, I had three small kids and a very demanding husband. You know, a very demanding husband. So I was beyond myself, you know. Every second of my life counted. So. Thank you. It's all him. Walallahu al Jamia? It's just. Him. Any other
0: questions?
2: <laughs> okay,
1: I think the reason that we don't have uh, many questions is because you all did such an excellent job um, in um, sharing and it touched everyone and it, it um, made us more aware so thank you very much I, the combo was awesome I thought
0: yeah, and I don't think I even told uh, Sister Gail that you were talking about stages or steps. Did I? I don't think I did. That just happened. You both were talking about stages today. Alhamdulillah. So, c-
5: can I ask a question of all of you then? What What are you doing to get ready for Ramadan? Do you have any, any guidance or advice that you could share with everyone?
6: Rafi? Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you both. It was a wonderful combination, as you said. Um, I started, I think this is the third week now, I started doing that lemonade fast, you know, (laughs) and just trying because I I felt like I could not possibly go into Ramadan just cold turkey. So I started doing the lemonade fast, and I add a little salad here and whatnot. I fell off the wagon a couple of days, but it was a way for me to... Was (laughs) it (laughs) cookies, Aunt I wanted to laugh so hard when you said that. You know, my daughter's name is Cookie Monster. That's her nickname. <laughs> and I thought, I can just see Gail with one cookie in each hand, just working it. Now, you know, what happens in Women's Mosque days in Women's Mosque. You're not, gonna, you're not
5: gonna out me, are you? You're not gonna out me, right? Right, and Maheen, you're gonna erase that part from the tape? You missed the memo. We're,
0: we're recording these now. <laughs>
5: I'm busted. I'm busted.
6: I, I think one of the things that every one of us, as you said, you go from stage to stage, whether it's spiritual or even discipline or what have you. I remember my first Ramadan. It must have been in July, long days, you know, 3.30 in the morning till after 8 o'clock at night. Someone told me, you eat anything you want, no big deal. It's just that after you eat... And drink, then you can't do anything from sun, you know, from Fajr to Maghreb. So I fixed myself a pastrami sandwich with hot mustard and some pickles, and it was delicious. And about two o'clock that afternoon, that is when I learned, as Solomon said, water is the most precious thing on earth. I could not believe it. And that's what I've discovered is that. A lot of times you, you, you can almost go without the food, but that water at a certain point starts being a challenge. Um, the other experience that I've had is just simply on some days, not all of them, because you, know, you get up in the morning and you go, Fajr, oh, this is the most beautiful of all the prayers. And then it's like, oh, Maghreb. I love Maghreb. And so, you know, you don't, they're all wonderful. And each Ramadan is different. Each fast is different. And I do remember having the distinct feeling periodically after fasting, trying to make sure I fast so that I'm speaking correctly and politely. I'm not, even in my own mind, even if I don't say anything, that I'm not being rude, you know, or just harsh or judgmental. I found in the afternoon, as of asr, sometimes I made asr and then i just needed to go to sleep because i was so tired and what i was feeling at that point i don't know if it was spiritual or not i was feeling just simply hungry and thirsty <laughs> and this is what allah tells us you will learn how people who you know really do not have food or drink how they feel. So it's a fast on a, on a lot of different levels and each of us is doing a different thing. I don't think, if Allah doesn't know you had the cookie, you're straight. Okay. <laughs> but none of us have to do our fast for anyone else. We only have to do it for Allah and Allah knows what our weaknesses are and even if we complete the fast perfectly, but we've had harsh feelings or we've even resented doing the fast, then that's another level. But I thank you both very much. Wonderful. And Ramadan is going to start when?
0: Um, I think the
6: 26th or 27th. 27th.
0: Oh, okay, so the night uh, or maghrib on the 26th. Yeah, a week in a week. Um, and actually, yes. Oh, you have a question. Go
4: ahead. So that's a really good point about water. I always did wonder, and I'd love to pick you, your, your, you ladies' brains about why you think fasting includes fasting from water. If anyone has any ideas. I actually
1: think uh, she, uh, the sister brought it up when she said that um, you know, she would eat, she did the uh, pastrami, blah, 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 but really her body wanted the water, and water is our force of life, and we have to have it, and it's so natural for us to pick up anything to drink, even when we're thirsty, we'll pick up a soda when we really need water, but that thirst thing is really control. you can control your food, but when it comes to that thirst, I don't think we really have it, so I think that's what God is doing, that's working with us to really, really dig down deep, and handle our business. That's what I think.
0: I think also just gratitude, right? Like, you are it's so easy to forget how important water is, and what a mercy it is, and what a blessing it is. And during Ramadan, water becomes my favorite meal of the day. <laughs> it's just the best tasting food, everything. It's just, it's so amazing. And you really, uh, I, I feel like it just breaks down um, in a simple way how grateful we should be for everything.
2: Um. One of the reasons uh, for fasting, generally speaking, food and water, uh, both, is because um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to remind us what the day of judgment will be like. And in that day, those are the two things that that this is what it will feel like. Uh, Long periods of not eating or drinking is supposed to remind us of those days and of the people that are going through poverty, people that don't have the, um, you know, that access to the to the clean water that we have, to food that we have, is it's just a reminder, in hope that it would bring us to piety and more more con- awareness of Allah, more conscientious of Allah.
0: Okay, and we'll have our last question. assalamu
3: alaikum So my question, so, just a little ba- background about myself, I grew up in a Muslim family where I have mem- like memorized so many surahs and I still can recite them, but I've good. just stopped practicing, like probably since middle school or high school, just stopped caring and while like everyone else in my family well, like not everyone, mainly my the older people in my family, like my mom or like, grandparents and stuff, they're, they're still praying yeah. five times a day and, and reading the Quran and myself only recently have I kind of decided I wanna revisit it again okay. and like possibly read the Quran again. So my question is as far as reading the Quran from beginning to end during the month of Ramadan, I've forgotten how to read Arabic. I used to be able to read and write it, but I've totally forgotten. So, mm-hmm. does it count the same way to read it in English or to just listen to it being recited by others or on like a Quran app? Does mm-hmm. it mean the same thing? Or okay. should I still, you know, will it not count until I actually can read it myself again?
2: God, would you like to answer that? No. Uh, okay. Yeah, Um, First of all, congratulations upon your return. This is, uh, Allah loves it and he's so very proud of you. And I want you to know that it's his looking at you that's initiated this need in you. Because we are um, too far away from getting ourselves closer to Allah unless he looks at us. You know, and that's the repent is exactly that. Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at a person, that person Feel something, and then they turn to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So congratulations, it's it's a beautiful thing to hear. Um, Imam Sadegh Salam, our sixth Imam, said that, um, that when you recite the Holy Quran, it's not just you benefiting from the Holy Book or you working with the book. The book itself will work on you as well. So even to people that were illiterate, he wanted them to just sit there and follow the lines. Like, look at the lines, because Qur'an itself is light. One of the um, words that Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, says for the Holy Qur'an, the way he defines us is nur, which is light. So uh, it works on you. Even though you don't know it, it will work on you. So my suggestion is to rejuvenate that. Once you've memorized something, once you've, had knowledge of something. It might be in your subconscious mind, but it's never gone. It's never erased. It's always there, especially at the age that you are. I promise you, maybe the first four or five days might be difficult and it will be more time-consuming for you to recite from the Holy Quran, but towards the end, you will feel so good because you now you can, all that will come back to you. And if I can help you, if I have to sit there on the phone and recite it with you, I will be more than happy to to share that time with you and we can do it together. So read that. But the point I want to make is that um, Prophet's mission, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was to come and yatlu alayhim, هو الذي بعث في الاميين منهم عليهم اياته ويزكيهم الكتاب وان كانوا من قبل لفي ضلال mobin. just like he says in juma pray in surah juma Ayah number 2 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to do these things with these with the people Yetlu alayhim. there's a difference between recitation and tilawat um, when you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not asked us to just recite the holy quran and go forward what he wants from you and me is tilawat til تل means to follow Telavat, a person that telavat's Qur'an, is a person that by reading, this reading initiates a responsibility within you. That's what he wants from you. So yes, go ahead and read the Qur'an, but contemplate over what you're reading. And try as you read, do actively, because knowledge without participation is impotent. It's, not, it's useless. It you, you, will not benefit you. Even if you read the Holy Quran every month from beginning to end, if you just recite it like a, no, like a novel, it doesn't do you any good. When you read and that reading initiates a responsibility in you, then you know that Quran is touching your heart.
5: I'll just add a, a second comment, too. And I, I, you were saying, is it okay if you don't do that? Of course. It's what your intentions are. You know, like the sister said, if you just do a little bit, whatever you can do, what is the, the hadith about? If you take one step toward Allah, Allah, Allah t- ten. tends towards t- to you. So don't be too hard on yourself, you know? So, and then I, I will also counsel you too, that you, with the technology now, you can hear the Quran on internet. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the masjids here, they have the taraweeh prayer and they do the recitation for that juice for that day. And that's always been a help to me because I'm not Arabic fluent either. So I listen to it, I follow the Arabic, and then I read the English translations so
2: that I know what, what's being said. And a very so. good app Tanzil. yeah, the very good app is tanzil.net and um, you can pick your qari too. You know, you can just it just gives you a list of all the people, and you can choose whoever whomever voice you like better, and you can follow with them. And I promise you, by the third, fourth day, inshallah, you'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, inshallah.
1: Um, One of your comments was, am I doing the right thing, or how do I go about, you know? There is no right or wrong. You just, if it's in your heart, you know, you can be a good Muslim just by wanting to be a Muslim, okay, so there's no right or wrong. I don't want us to get all caught up in the, in, you know, am I doing it right, okay? um, I, I want to come back into the religion. I want to learn about the religion. Is this right? Is Follow your instinct and come back here again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Good plug. <laughs> um, and uh, so we do have to wrap it up, um, but feel free to, to um, ask questions afterwards. Um, another resource um, that's really great for reflecting and for um, finding out more about the, uh, the context and history is the Muhammad Assad Uh, translation Um, and you can actually find that for free online Um, and then as she said uh, tenzil.net is great it actually will show you the translation um, as the the Arabic is being recited. Um, and so we have Super Smash Buns out today. Please buy from them. 10 perc- uh, 10% goes to our mosque. Um, and then Sister Abrafi is actually gonna be speaking at our uh, co-ed iftar on June 3rd. Um, so please be sure to buy your tickets. Tomorrow is the last day to buy early bird tickets. Um, and you wanna encourage all the men in your life to come out for it. Um, so that they can benefit uh, from female leadership and inspiration. Um, and, <laughs> um, and, and finally, um, if you guys missed the announcement, this is gonna be our last Jummah here. Then we're gonna move uh, starting June 30th uh, to the LDS Church. So that's the same place we're having our um, our Qiyam. Uh, and inshallah, we'll start having our Jummas there as well. All right, thank you guys. Sound like him?